0: No. Psalm 83. I was going to say this, but the Holy Spirit just gave me the permission to go ahead and do it. Psalm 83. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, it's an imprecatory prayer that, is, that contains future prophecy, unfulfilled prophecy. Okay, here we go. You find it? Psalm 83. Hi. Huh? Imprecatory prayer is when you ask God, not just for his protection, but to pronounce judgment on your enemies, those who have been mistreating you and have been profaning his name. Okay, David. Wrote several of those. This is a psalm of Asaph, or a song of Asaph. Okay? And the, way we, the reason we know it's imprecatory is because it begins, Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden one. They have said, Come. Let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance, for they have consulted together with one consent. they are confederate against thee. The tabernacles of Edom, the, and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarites, Gebal or Gibal and Am, Ammon, to say Amnon, Ammon, and Amalek, the Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre, Asher also is joined with them. They have helped the children of Lot. Selah. Think about that. You say, okay. What's that mean? Here comes the imprecatory part. Do unto them as unto the Midianites. Do to them what you did to the Midianites under Gideon. And to Sisera, like Jabin did to him at the brook of Kishon, which perished at Indore. They became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb, yea, all their princes, Aziba and Zalmana, who said, Let us take to ourselves the houses ourselves the houses of God in possession. O oh my God, make them like a wheel as the stubble before the wind. As the fire burneth a wood or a forest, and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire, so persecute them with thy tempest. Make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that thou whose name alone is I am that I am. Jehovah. Are at the most high over all the earth. Okay, the purpose of the imprecatory prayer, or the imprecatory psalm, is that the whole world might know who God is. And the way for the whole world to know who God is is for God to step in and judge his enemies and the enemies of his people. Now go back to verse 6, or verse 5, and let's talk about this. They have consulted together with one consent. They're confederate against thee. That means they're in league. The tabernacles of Edom, the dwelling places, that's where tabernacle is. The dwelling places, the tents of Edom. Who are the Edomites and where are the mountains of Edom? South Jordan. And the Ishmaelites, Saudi Arabia, of Moab, that's north of Edom, but still in Jordan. And the Hagarines, the people who live in the, the province and village of Hagar, or region of Hagar. It's also on the east, uh, east side of the Jordan River. Gibal and Ammon. Uh, Ammon, we say Ammon. Uh, in Jordan, they say Ammon. Okay? It's the name of their capital city. Ammon. And Amalek. The Amalekites, they lived in that same region. The Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre. Whoa, where are the Philistines? Gaza Strip and and Lebanon. Tyre and Zidon, Beirut are cities along the Mediterranean coast in Lebanon. So you've got the Philistines, the Hamas, who governs the Gaza Strip, and the people of Lebanon. Asher, see say, what's Asher? Well, Assyria, which is part of Iraq and Syria. They have helped the children of Lot, Selah. So we're talking Iran, Iraq, and Syria, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. It does not mention Egypt. That's interesting. Do to them like you did to the Midianites and to Sisera, who was from Damascus in Syria. As to Jabin, she was the one that drove the the tent stake through his temple, pinned his head to the ground. At the brook Kishon, These nations are all joined together today. They're all in league. They're all Islamic nations. And every one of them has said, let's push Israel into the sea. Let's destroy Israel as a nation. Let's take away the name of Israel. Take the, the state of Israel out of remembrance forever. You say, well, Brother Casey, what's that mean? Well, nothing except that uh, Psalm 83 seems to indicate that they're going to try it. And that their nobles are going to be like Oreb and Zeb and all their princes, Zeba and Zalmanah, people who were uh, leaders of tribes and nations who were slaughtered because of their rebellion against God, they became as dung for the earth. Fertilizer. They said, verse 12, let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. Oh my God, make them like a wheel. Okay? Just let them go around and around and around and around and around. Make them as the stubble before the wind. As the fire burneth a wood, forest fire. You remember the forest fires this summer out west. Uh, I remember because I was in Colorado Springs when Black Canyon was on fire, and uh, they evacuated thousands of people out of there, and several hundred homes were burned. But uh, but that the mountains, east mountains of the rockies the east side of the mountains are very very dry the west side of the mountains get the the wind and rain off the pacific ocean the east side it's i mean it's just dry and, uh, and somebody throws a match out the window or throws a lit cigarette out the window and those pine needles laying on the ground they it catches and they goes whoof and then the little shrubs around it go And then it starts uh, ash and and burning embers begin blowing into the air. And when they hit those dry pine trees, they go, whoof. And pretty soon, everything is on fire. And the wind is blowing that thing. And sometimes it moves so rapidly that people cannot outrun it. So they have helicopters circling around throughout the summertime, circling through the mountains. Uh, they have uh, forest rangers who are up there with their little spy glasses looking for smoke. Okay? Always. Because once it starts, it's hard to stop. Three years ago, they had a forest fire in Galilee and uh, burned some major forest in Israel. Well, Israel's is but not but a fourth the size of the state of Missouri. And so uh, you burn, burn uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand acres or several thousand acres of forest in Israel. You've got a big problem. They have begun to rebuild, and they had incredible rainfall this winter, almost twice the, the uh, yearly average this winter, and things have begun to green up and begin to grow back. But trees don't grow back in a year. Not even two and five years. It takes years for trees uh, to mature. And so uh, Asaph says, just uh, just let them uh, make them like a wheel, just run around round in circles. Make them like the stubble before the wind. When you're burning a field, you've cut all the wheat and all the barley, and you're burning the stubble. Just you light the fire, and whoosh, it goes across the field. Um, like the fire that burns a forest, and as the flame sets the mountains on fire, persecute them with thy tempest, and make them afraid with thy storm. Which intrigues me. I can't wait to see how God handles it when they decide to attack Israel. You know, well, it'd be really something if He buries them in a snowstorm. <laughs> they have. Snowstorms on the tops of mountains. It snows in Jerusalem occasionally, and once in a while in Bethlehem, and almost every year up on top of Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon, but Mount Hermon is twelve thousand feet high. You expect snow up there. It's Israel's only ski resort. <laughs> but uh, you don't expect expect snowfall in Jordan or Syria, or Lebanon, uh, or down on the coast. Make persecute them with thy tempest. Make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. That's interesting, too. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name. I wish I could, I wish I'd brought the paperwork with me to show you about the people who are being saved in Iraq and Iran and in Syria. Boy, Christians are fleeing Syria. Just as rapidly as they can, because the revolutionaries are Islamic, and uh, they not only want Assad and his government to fall, they want the Christians gone. So the Christians are being killed along with the uh, the troops from of the uh, of the president, the Syrian troops. But uh, but wow, people are turning to Christ. You know the. Uh, The Islamic people, when they see their Christian neighbors who understand what's going on and who recognize the danger, not hovering in fear, but going about their business, resting in the promises of God, that makes them ask questions. Wow. What is this? And stories from Iraq about, uh, about people who wake up in the middle of the night with a, an angel standing at the foot of their bed. Now, they don't describe them as angels. They describe them as men dressed all in white who give them the gospel. And they respond and receive Christ as Savior. You know, that goes against things I've heard all my life. Like, uh, we're the only plan that God has to see people saved. Well, the truth of the matter is, God will do almost anything to save somebody who wants to get saved. Somebody who's seeking after Him. He'll do just about anything to make that happen. But I think the, perhaps before Jesus comes back raptures the church, there's going to be a major war in the Middle East. And Syria, Lebanon, Jordan... Iran, Iraq, parts of Saudi Arabia are going to be destroyed. The West Bank and um, Gaza Strip can't think of the name of it. (laughs) Gaza Strip, the traditional home of the Philistines. I think gonna be some major changes there, within the next two years. You say, why the next two two years? Well, I don't have time to get into all that tonight. But I just want you to know, that's my opinion. And that and a dollar and seventy-five cents will get you a cup of coffee some places. If you're going to Starbucks, you're gonna to have to take out a loan. Dollar seventy-five cents isn't gonna get it for you. <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, uh, my opinion is that's is gonna happen within the next two years, and. Christ may come before that. He may not come till after that. Uh, But I, I, I think the Scripture indicates clearly that it is going to happen. God is going to persecute them. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. And truth of the matter is, we live in a world that not only doesn't believe there is a God, if there is, they don't care to know him. And they certainly don't believe his word is true. But when God steps on the scene and starts accomplishing his purpose in the Middle East for the Jews, the whole world's going to know who God is. They'll be able to deny it. They'll be able to walk away from it. They'll be able to say, well, that was a fluke, yeah. Like sixty-one, like the sixty-seven war was a fluke, and the Civil war in seventy-three, Yom Kippur war was a fluke. <clears throat> Somehow, all these flukes keep resulting in Israel winning. And uh, but uh, but I think God's going to fight the next war, and I think He's going to get the glory. It's going to be something, okay? Amen. I'm done. Y'all want to go home? No. What do you want? <laughs> More? Okay. This is not the same as Ezekiel 38, Battle of Armageddon. That takes place in the Tribulation period. That's Russia, Gog and Magog, and Tubosk and uh, Meshach, Moscow. Uh, all of that takes place during the Tribulation period. And then again at the end of of the millennial kingdom. There's the, war of, of Armaged- there's the war of Armageddon, or what we call the battle of Gog and Magog. It's actually a war, an extended campaign. And then at the end of the millennial kingdom, they're going to do it again. And uh, at that point, God's going to step in, and pronounce final judgment. Stuart, did I see a hand? Oh, never mind then. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, 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 this isn't going to be part of Armageddon or Gog and Magog. There's wars and rumors of wars, what Jesus said. So so it's not possible to put a number on them. But I think each of these campaigns are separate, yes. Three separate, yeah, three separate things. Okay, uh, Ms. Carroll? why I wish I had a definitive answer for that. The Bible talks about the the eagle, which happens to be our country's symbol. It's a symbol of the United States. Here's this eagle. It's on all our money. It's on our presidential seal. It's on our airplanes, military airplanes, uh, often, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And it does talk about the eagle, during that time, okay? Whether or not it's the United States, it's impossible to know. I can very easily see God's judgment on America after the rapture, the place just falling apart, okay? Because the government is not going to be able to provide for everybody. Uh, This isn't all scriptural. A bunch of this is political. I hate to get into it because this is my opinion, Okay? but there's an Agenda 21 that is being pushed in the cities and counties and townships of America, okay, in which everything comes under the control of the local government or the state government or the federal government for the good of the people, okay, which means you buy the land, you buy the house, but it's not yours. The government can come in and take it at any time. Okay? Total government control. They're pushing this, and their goal, the, the ultimate goal of Agenda 21, is to limit the population of the world to 500 million. How are they going to do that? Well, push homosexuality, because homosexuals don't have kids. <coughs> Okay. Second, uh, abortion. And third, eliminate all the uh, disabled people and all the old people and all of the babies who are not selected to, for, you know, they're going to be special babies in order to be selected. And... uh yeah, 12-year-old child needed a lung transplant, didn't get it because they were disabled, uh, mentally handicapped, I believe was the excuse. And uh, yeah, had to take it to court though. Uh, okay, all this stuff is going on all around us, all the time. Just uh, you know, uh, they are. We're the home of the brave and the land of the free as long as you believe what socialism teaches. The rest of us aren't free anymore, uh, nor do do they intend for us to ever be free again. We get to vote, but we don't get to choose the candidates. Um, I mean, I see it being the end of America as a great nation. America, uh, not America, excuse me, great civilizations like America last 200 years on average, 200 to 216 years on average. Uh, The Roman Empire peaked and declined within 200 years. Uh, They still had Roman government after that, but didn't have near the power as it did during the Roman Empire. In fact, it split. And uh, uh, the British Empire, about 200 years. The, uh, The French, about 200 years. America, well, we're 200 and... 40 some years old and uh, we're past our prime excuse me Uh, the uh, federal government has just said you can't use animal fats now to cook uh, food in there's a ban on trans fats you say well brother casey that makes sense okay how does that make sense okay you say well we use vegetable oil Oh yeah, biscuits made out of vegetable oil do not taste the same as biscuits made out of lard. Okay, pie dough made out of lard tastes better than any pie dough in the whole world. I'm just telling you that. <clears throat> you say, but but it causes heart trouble. Okay, and they want us to live longer. Why? So they can deny us Social Security. <clears throat> so they can, you know, decide who gets to live and who gets. To, you know, I mean, it's all. Wow, everything is fueled by crisis, and they allow the media to determine what the crisis is going to be. And uh, boy, y'all shouldn't have got me started on this. Okay, this is sheer politics. This is sheer politics, and I am. And and you're welcome to have a different opinion. I'm not telling you you have to believe what I believe. I just look at the evidence, and it is scary to me. Okay. Now, what keeps it from being overly scary is. I'm saved. My wife is saved. My son saved. My daughter-in-law saved. My other son saved. His wife is saved. Their two kids are saved. Uh, my grandson's mother and father uh, are b- both purported to be saved, and their youngest is two years old. Hadn't reached the of, age of accountability yet. Okay. So we're not going to be here. When the tribulation comes, but I'm not sure America's going to be here anyhow. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, I think we'll be so weakened we won't be a part of it. So it's kind of like this this battle going on within me between wanting to be obedient to the Word of God and my flesh wanting what my flesh wants. Okay, which tonight happens to be ice cream. <laughs> okay. It's a constant battle, you know? Sometimes my flesh wants other stuff. But, but there's this constant battle going on. And Paul said that he found this law in himself that when he would do right, he couldn't do it. And when he would, didn't want to do wrong, he ended up doing it. And he said, so, so what hope do we have? I mean, what's the answer? And he said, ah, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. The victory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Miss Morgan, if you'll come to the piano, we'll we'll play and sing that. It's page four ninety-six in your hymnal. Because I don't want you to go home thinking, wow, Brother Casey thinks the whole world's gonna fall apart. No, I think it's gonna melt with the fervent heat, but that's not for a thousand years or so. <clears throat> okay.